heart But meantime Sound of the river You stop and you hold everything A band is blowing Dixie Double fall time You feel alright When you hear the music ring And now you step inside All I can tell you is that if you uh, did not enjoy the football this weekend, you don't enjoy football. <laughs> there was not all the games are great. Okay, the uh, Michigan-Iowa game was not that uh, entertaining, but the Washington-Oregon game did start us off right. This was on the fr- on Friday, the last Pac-12 championship ever as the Pac-12 is disintegrating into a giant ball of flame called the Big Ten <laughs> and and the SEC. I mean, basically, you know, it's like the, um, the restaurant wars of Demolition Man. Eventually, everybody's going to be in the SEC or be in the Big Ten, or they're going to be in some other division. It's going to be kind of like Division Zero and then one and then two and whatever. Anyway, so Oregon... Coming back after going way down to Washington, 20-3. to three. This is in the uh, just at the end of the half. They got back to being down 20-10. to 10. Then fairly early in the third quarter. Irving, far to the left. Knicks scrambles, fires the end zone. Low throw, touchdown! Terrence Ferguson for the second time tonight. A fourth down touchdown, and here come the Ducks. Yeah, the Ducks rallying down 27 7, or 20 to 17 at that point with the fourth down scramble by Bo Nix, former Auburn quarterback Bo Nix. Uh, Washington then. Pressure on third down. Penix off his back foot. Overshoots and it's intercepted. Kyrie Jackson on his knees. The first takeaway tonight trying to find the Dunze, but the pressure was the factor there. And if you're an Oregon fan, you're screaming at the TV like, we just got two touchdowns unanswered and an interception. Let's go! Of course, sometimes you scream let's go and let's, the opposite happens. Knicks flushed. Scanning. And threw it right. An interception threw it right to Mish Powell. Don't know what he was looking at, but each So they threw a pick, and we threw a pick, and we were kind of back to square one. Fourth and two, Phoenix for uh, Washington. McMillan in the backfield, along with Adams on fourth down. Penix is on the move, running out of time, and dropped. Nico Reed caught up. The Ducks get a sack and a huge stop. They got a turf monster tackle and a sack, and uh, Washington ran out of down, so Oregon is threatening again. Knicks on for, uh, scrambling for midfield. Knicks on second and three. Pump fakes, has some space. Pump fakes again, takes off. Bo Knicks rambling down the sidelines, has blockers all the way down near the 10-yard line. 44 yards from midfield late in the third quarter, followed up with. For two yards out, he shifts around to the right side. Three receivers bunch there. James is the back. And Jordan James makes a cut and scores. Oregon on top for the 
first time in this championship game. Oregon comes all the way back to lead 24 to 20. So starting the fourth quarter, Oregon, and this is, I mean, this is, you know, this is a playoff game, right? I mean, one team is going to go to some other bowl and one team is going to go to the college football playoff. Don't ask me about Florida State. We'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> that's an ugly story in college sports for sure. Um, but then Washington manages to get it back, and they get back up. So 27-24, to 24, Washington again with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Penix lobs it into the end zone. Touchdown, Clinton Moore. Brilliant play. Sure enough, the tight end looks like he's hitting a block. He breaks out. He goes to the outside. They throw him a fade, and that's it. It's a touchdown. And that was it. I mean, Oregon got back. They got another six back, seven back. So it's 34 to 31 in the end. Um, there was some drama toward the end, but uh, this is a game that Oregon could have won. They didn't win. So Washington's in the college football playoff, and Oregon is in other bowl. <laughs> in other bowl, which is, I mean, you know, all right. It was a fun game. Um, of course, I know most folks here in this area. You know, I I lived in Oregon for two years, so I care. Also, because you know that's how Washington got in undefeated. Um, I know everybody in this area, however, was care- concerned about two other games. Uh, one of which mattered. One of which apparently did not matter. You had the Georgia Alabama game, and don't worry, we'll play the clips, okay? Uh, but this this was a um, it's a good game. I mean, there's a lot of good games over the weekend. This is these these are the two good games: uh, Oregon, uh, Washington, and then Georgia Alabama. And the key moment. The key moment in the Georgia-Alabama game. This from 50 for the tie. On the way. He hit the right upright and came out. And remember, the five yards made the difference. Georgia missing the field goal from 48 by Peyton Woodring. I think that's his last name. Anyway, the, 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 uh, the place kicker. After they had a five-yard false start at 43 yards. So probably would have that same kick. You know, you can never really run it that way as a hypothetical, but probably that would have. And then Alabama and Georgia would have ended up tied and you would have gone to overtime. And I know there's a lot of, you know, could have, would have, if it had been this way. But still, I think if you're an Alabama fan, you know, you have to acknowledge that they missed field goal was the difference in the end. Now, who knows in overtime what happens, but a tie game is different from a game that you win outright. And then Florida State. Florida State wins their game against Louisville. Not pretty <laughs> not the most beautiful offensive performance ever but they did manage to hold a very potent offense in Louisville to six points only with some brilliant last minute play I mean absolutely unbelievable last minute play uh defeating you know basically you had uh what was this guy's name the uh the corner who kept thwarting the um uh, touchdown Bethune <laughs> oh man that guy's really good so florida state holds off louisville 16 to 6 without their star quarterback uh jordan travis and then florida state's undefeated washington is undefeated um alabama has one loss and uh, texas has the one loss uh, but they decide you know okay fine uh college football playoff you would think <laughs> you would think that an undefeated team in florida state you win all your games you're in a power five conference you get to go, right? No. No, you don't. You, you're not good enough with all your with all those wins because you lost your quarterback. And we think at this point in the year, you're not as good as Alabama or Texas. I don't know which one of those two you're giving, you know, the uh, the, the preference to get in on with one loss. But Florida State, ranked fourth in the coaches' ranking, in the AP ranking, is out looking in. 
and every single Florida State fan, and I got to imagine 90% of the rest of the football world is absolutely outraged. Me too. This is ridiculous. There's no way, there is no conceivable justified way that you can say a team goes 13-0, and especially, I mean, you know, they, what they'll say is, oh, well, you know, they're not the same team without Jordan Travis. Yeah, but they kept winning. And you don't judge a team, you don't get in the college football playoff because you do well in the last two games. It's a whole season. Unless you're saying that the first games don't matter. It's not based on it's not based on who's the best team in some weird unjustifiable way of analyzing team strength. It's who earned it and they earned it. Undefeated in a power five. It's never happened before they don't make the playoffs. And of course next year this will all be moot cuz everybody gets in next year. What is it? Uh, 12 teams next year I think. Um but for Florida State to get this snub is unbelievable. Mike Norvell is livid and rightly so. Um, Florida State fans are living. And again, I think the rest of the college football world, there's the only people who are looking at this and thinking, oh, good choice, are Texas and Alabama fans. And to be honest, I think a lot of y'all, when you're honest with yourselves, even many of you are like, yeah, I don't know if we deserve this, over Florida State. Because otherwise what you're saying is that all of those wins don't matter and the whole season doesn't matter. Now, I could make an argument that maybe you put Liberty in instead of Texas and Alabama and Florida State you put in, and then you got all undefeated teams. You're like, Liberty, well, they're undefeated. <laughs> I mean, you know, and granted, they're not a Power 5 conference, so they're not playing the same, they're Conference USA, but this is the old UCF conversation from, what was it, last year, two years ago? Um, you know, which, that's it's a good point. How do you have a Division One team that goes undefeated all year and they don't make the playoffs? Well, that's why you've expanded the playoffs. But for now, anyway, it's just... I mean, it's a total injustice. And what I would like to see, just me personally, I know this will not happen, but I, I live in a dreamy, naive, Andrew-optimism world once in a while, a lot of times, and I wake up and I'm in this world. But in my dream world, what would happen is you have, basically, you have Michigan and Washington, and, I mean, I would love it for it to include Texas and Alabama, say, we're not playing these games unless you let FSU in. Now, I don't know whether Texas or Alabama is going to give up their spot, right? But can you imagine if, particularly if Michigan and Washington pitched a boycott and said, we're not playing unless you let FSU in. You figure out who who gets out, but FSU's got to be in or we're not doing this. They'd be right and righteous for doing it. And I think the college football, you know, the playoff, uh, the championship uh, selection committee would have to, um, I mean, take that very seriously. Again, I don't think that Michigan, Michigan or Washington is going to do it, but can you imagine if they did? Then they'd be right. Because the CFP board is completely wrong about this. And everyone knows it. Even the people who are saying they're glad to have Alabama and Texas in probably secretly are like, eh, yeah, you're right. So I'm with you, Florida State fans. I'm not a Florida State fan, but I am absolutely with you. I mean, look, I know more of Alabama than I know Texas. Alabama beat Georgia by a missed field goal, and they beat Auburn, my team, by a muffed punt. And that's what you're going to turn into, you know, overturning a undefeated team? That's insane. 437-1620. 437-1620. I'm Andrew McKay. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, a Pfizer vaccine. 
so am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Join the Great Southern Restaurant Group, home to the Fish House, Atlas Oyster House, Jackson's, Angelina's, and Five Sisters, this Wednesday on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 9. They'll be talking about Atlas Beverage Class, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Deck the Halls, New Year's, Holiday Hours, and other fun things you won't want to miss. That's all this Wednesday at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel with Great Southern Restaurants. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. As a business owner, you have a lot on your plate, from managing staff, growing your business, training new hires, and more. With so much going on, you need Avalon. As an IRS-certified PEO, Avalon HR can help. From running your payrolls, remitting state and federal taxes, helping with COVID employee retention credits, workers' compensation insurance, employee benefits, and their HR expertise. Avalon HR lets you focus on your core business while we handle the rest. Avalon HR, employing made easy. Advertising, marketing, digital marketing? These are words you hear a lot about. But what exactly do they mean? How do you get started? Where do you get started? Well, you can start by tuning in to the Pensacola Expert Panel this morning at 1030. Join me, Tasca King. I'll show you how to navigate the changing and fast-growing landscape of digital advertising. This morning at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Tune in to News Radio Pensacola today and stay informed about what's happening in your community. We're here to keep you connected. News Radio Pensacola, informative, local, dependable. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Well, I started out in a spare bedroom, two turntables, uh, and a microphone. I was flipping over. Good morning, 524 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Spence Cole, Morning News. How you doing? Have a good weekend? You get any sleep? Do you still need more sleep to recover from it? I'm doing good, actually. <laughs> You're doing good, Jake? All right, yeah. excellent. For a change. <laughs> David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Uh, Well, National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby says it's unclear as of right now when talks aimed at resuming a truce between Israel and Hamas could restart. He was on uh, NBC's Meet the Press yesterday, and Kirby says the U.S. is working really hard to get both sides back to the table. Uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott says he won't take no for an answer when it comes to uh, buoys in the Rio Grande. He was on Fox News he says an appeals court uh, used an outdated law when it upheld a ruling ordering him to remove buoys from the water there. 
And uh, boy, this is kind of a crazy story over the weekend. The Iranian-backed Houthis uh, are now claiming responsibility for those attacks on three commercial ships in the Red Sea on Sunday. The USS Kearney shot down several drones that officials say were launched from uh, Houthis-controlled parts of Yemen just a month after it shot down rockets and drones uh, fired by militants. U.S. Central Command says the attacks represent a uh, direct threat to international commerce and maritime security. Yeah, the, I'm with you. The surprising part was the uh, claim of, re- of responsibility by the Houthis. That was kind of the, oh, oh, okay. So you're firing on vessels and, uh, you know, at least near maybe on U.S. warships, and you're going to claim credit for that. Thank yeah. you. Thank, thank you. You know, and uh, we'll see. You wouldn't <laughs> you know, think you'd want to draw that attention. Yeah, yourself, right. But. And by the way, the, like the tunnels, you see these hundreds and hundreds of tunnels that they have found in Gaza and destroyed underneath, as always, you know, these facilities that are inhabited by civilian schools and hospitals and all that kind of stuff. It's a, uh, it's wild what's going on in uh, in Gaza. And, you know, the evidence justifying at least some of the claims that the Israelis have been making all this time. David, thanks so much for the update. Uh, 526 here on News Radio 92.3. Was the other thing we're gonna? Oh, yeah, the Florida story. <laughs> have, you been, have you been following this? I know David mentioned at the top of the hour news, but the um, the story of the Zieglers. This is one of those the what now sort of stories. So you have to understand that uh, Bridget Ziegler, and these are not names that were familiar to me particularly. Okay, but Bridget Ziegler was one of the co-founders of Moms for Liberty. Okay. So Moms for Liberty, you know, she was um, kind of following on the Bud Light backlash and, uh, you know, they have been pushing against various forms of non-traditional sexual morality, uh, you know, pushing against those being in the schools, right? Whether it's school books or LGBT kind of activism, all of that stuff. They're against that, right? Then you also have the Florida GOP chair is her husband, Christian Ziegler. Christian (laughs) is the name Ziegler, right? Um, Outspoken advocates for traditional ethics. uh, You'd say my people, okay? Typically, Andrew's people, right? So now, Christian Ziegler has been accused of sexual battery by a woman. She says that they were supposed to get together, her and him and his wife, and, you know... Get together. Again, as in they had done this all before. Previously. And this time, apparently, she couldn't, the the wife couldn't make it to the appointment. And so Christian says, I'll go anyway. (laughs) I'll go anyway. So he shows up. Or I guess calls, and uh, the the woman says, "No, no, not without your wife." And he says, "Ah, I'll see about that." So he shows up and uh, gets her when she's outside walking the dog, and gets inside the apartment or whatever. And then here's where the account differs. He says it was consensual. She says it was not consensual. But the backdrop of the story is the three of them. At least one time before, apparently undisputed. Again, from the family that argues against deviations in sexual morality for all the public to see. So, uh, as Ron Filipkowski, I guess is how you say his name, former activist in Sarasota County, a GOP, 
Um, he says the hypocrisy is just off the charts and why this has resonated. I mean, yeah, look, if you set yourself up as the, you know, proclaimer of great traditional virtue and then lo and behold, uh oh, <laughs> you know, um, and which, by the way, this is one reason why I try to tell people like, you know, you should be honest about your flaws. The more honest you are about your flaws, the less you're set up for these charges of moral hypocrisy. Now, I stand for the things that the Ziegler stand for traditionally. That's been my same view. Uh, I will also tell you, I have failed all of my own beliefs, and I have done things in my life that I'm not particularly proud of. Um, but the standards don't change based on the behavior. This doesn't change the standard, but it does change the authority of the people who are representing those standards. And for DeSantis to call for him to step aside, at least while the investigation goes on, um, you know, it, it, again, if you're going to be out there jumping up and down and yelling and screaming for traditional morality, it's better if you live it a little. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. A U.S. drone strike kills five Iran-backed militants in Iraq. A defense official tells Fox they are preparing a drone or rocket attack on American troops. And a U.S. Navy destroyer shoots down three drones. The USS Kearney came to the defense of three commercial vessels under drone attack in the Red Sea. The ships were being fired on by Houthi militia based in Yemen but backed by Iran. A Houthi spokesperson claims they attacked Israeli-linked ships, but Israel's military insists there is no connection. Fox's Jonathan Savage. The Supreme Court hears arguments today over an opioid addiction settlement with Purdue Pharma, shielding its owners from future civil lawsuits. Even though the U.S. government was okay with the bankruptcy plan under President Trump's administration, the Justice Department under President Biden is questioning the deal, which gave Sackler family members bankruptcy protection, even though they themselves haven't filed for bankruptcy. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 531 at News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne. Right now it is 59 degrees. Partly cloudy skies here in Pensacola today. There was a big turnout over the weekend for the free health clinic at Milton High School. And I was just the shock amount of people was ahead of me. That's one person that showed up for dental care, Barry Cowart. Now there were so many people at the free clinic over the weekend. Many folks were camping out overnight Friday and Saturday in the school parking lot to be the first in line the next morning. The uh, clinic was put on by nonprofit remote area medical and staffed by volunteers. Florida senators are calling for a travel ban to and from China. Senators Marco Rubio, Rick Scott, and three other Republicans wrote a letter on Friday to the White House asking for a travel ban. The letter was sent in response to a rise in respiratory illnesses like pneumonia in China. The senators write that we should immediately restrict travel between the U.S. and China until we know more about the dangers posed by the new respiratory illness. Escambia and Pensacola City firefighters are once again teaming up for the Keep the Wreath Green campaign. It's the annual effort to reinforce good fire safety habits as holiday decorations go up and temperatures drop. People tend to use space heaters. People tend to use fireplaces. People tend to make use their fire pits outside to try and stay warm uh, that is public safety spokesman davis wood for escambia county and uh, 16 green bulbs had to had to change uh, red in the in the county last year only one in the city all 21 county and five city fire stations now have the uh, green wreaths displayed out front to keep track 
Escambia County deputies say they're looking for a man they believe shot and killed a man on Saturday night on Tarragona Street. The sheriff's office says 24-year-old Isaiah Jamal Colley is wanted for homicide. Witnesses say uh, Colley shot a man during a drug transaction sometime after 10 o'clock on Saturday night. That man died from his injuries. An investigation is still ongoing. If you have any information, contact the sheriff's office or you can call Crime Stoppers. And uh, college football fans in Florida will have a lot of games to watch this month. The bowl game schedule released yesterday. There's going to be nine games either in Florida or involving Florida teams. That includes the University of South Florida in and uh, Syracuse in the Boca Raton Bowl Thursday. On Friday, the uh, 22nd, the University of Central Florida plays Georgia Tech in the Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa. On the 28th, the University of Miami plays Rutgers in the Pinstripe Bowl in New York. And Saturday the 30th, Florida State will play Georgia in the Orange Bowl in Miami Gardens. It is 534 News Radio 92.3, and let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather forecast this morning. We will have a lovely day today with mostly sunny skies. Temperatures warming up near 70 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 44 degrees. For Tuesday, partly cloudy skies with a high near 65. Tuesday night, temperatures dropping near 44. As we go into Wednesday, temperatures continue to drop with a high near 58, mostly sunny skies. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Warning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. And right now, 59 in Pensacola, 60 in Gulf Breeze, and 57 in Milton. Our next news at 6. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. What does Christmas mean to you? Hey, Andrew McKay here. And at Christmas, what I think of is the original greatest miracle of God becoming flesh and living among us. A gift of incomparable size that we were given and out of appreciation for which we give gifts to each other. Merry Christmas. From all of us to all of you, Merry Christmas. <laughs> News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Pensacola businesses are estimated to lose over $20,000 to cybercrimes this month. I'm Nathan with Data Revolution, and this is your cybersecurity tip of the month. Confirming any change to a financial transaction with a phone call can save time, embarrassment, and especially money when dealing with would-be criminals. Businesses along the Gulf Coast trust Data Revolution for their cybersecurity and communications needs. Visit datarevs.com for more information. Looking for unique and one-of-a-kind gift ideas this holiday season? Look no further. Berman Proper, an amazing gift shop nestled in Gulf Breeze Proper, has a wide selection of gifts, custom engraving, and local products. They also have one of the largest selections of coastal Christmas ornaments and decor that you need to see. Prim and Proper has gifts for everyone on your list, including yourself. Prim and Proper is located in your neighborhood Walmart shopping center in Gulf Breeze Proper and online at priminproper.com. The Dave Ramsey Show, weeknights at 7 after Pensacola right now on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Five thirty-seven News Radio ninety-two-three. I'm Andrew McKay, and yesterday, or sorry, on Thursday, we had a chance. Yesterday, on Thursday, we had a chance to talk to Mike Wood, the Public Information Officer for the Pensacola Police Department. But a lot of the things we talked about uh, were not 
tied specifically to Thursday events, but instead tied to, uh, you know, safety during the holidays and a bunch of other interesting things. Mike, welcome back to the show, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Good to have you. I want to start by asking, it seems like there haven't been very many incidents in the last week, which is always good news. I will take that. A fairly quiet Thanksgiving. Is that about right for the city? We are going on actually about four weeks without anything major. So, um, yeah, I'm glad to be able to say that. I don't want to jinx it. And if uh, if Captain Mallet still worked here, I would be getting a phone call after this interview. <laughs> he hated it when I did that. But, um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a quiet three or four weeks now, and, and I'm certainly glad to be able to say that. Well, we can start downsizing the force, right? No, that's not what I said. <laughs> I know. All right. Uh, well, let's talk about the no. one thing that we've got is the um, the shot spotter. Obviously, the, uh, the you know, Scammy County Sheriff's Office has rolled it out. It is uh, the last I heard the update was that we were going to have this in about maybe mid-December for the city three square miles. Is that what we're still looking at? Yeah, we're still on schedule for that. Um, you know, we have to go. This in, these sensors or microphones, if you will, have to be put in specific locations in order for the system to work properly. We have to get a lot of times that's on private property, and we have to get uh, permission from the property owner to mount that system on their property. And I've had a couple of calls uh, in and an email to my office, you know, about these people. Are they legitimate? They're wanting to do this on my property, and you know, so uh, w- which is a legitimate concern. And, and I contact them back and say, yes, they are legitimate, and explain to them what they're doing. So uh, we're still on schedule for a December launch of the Shot Spotter system. And as soon as it is launched, I will let you know. Okay, and also you're going to tie that in with the uh, Real Time Crime Center, which the sheriff says is going to open in January. Yes, absolutely. Very good. Well, I like to see that. Um, and PPD is going to be embedded there, right? I think he was telling us the other day there's going to be two PPD officers manning that. Is that about right? I think that's the plan. Uh, again, this is something new for, for both agencies, and uh, there'll be a, few, a little bit of growing pains there at first, but uh, it'll get ironed out very quickly. And a, a real crime, t- a real-time crime center is something that uh, we've needed for a very long time, so kudos to uh uh, Sheriff Simmons and, and the folks over there to, to for getting that going. No, I agree. It's using technology to its appropriate advantage. Um, this time of year, holiday season, it's it's all kinds of good things, and it can also be bad things. Um, people drink and drive, uh, sadly. I mean, they do whether they intend to or not, right? That's a problem this time of year? Yeah, it is. And, you know, we're going to talk about it as often as I can, the drinking and the driving, going to office parties and just going different places. Uh, You know, there's a lot of ball games going on. Just have a designated driver, take an Uber, a Lyft, a cab, do something besides drive because – I can tell you that every DUI I've made over the years, while they're sitting in the back seat on the way to the station, they're all back there wishing that they had done something different. And at that point, it's too late. And those are the lucky ones that didn't get hurt or didn't hurt someone else. So, uh, yeah, have a plan for that. And, and, and Andrew, while we're on the subject, you know, it seems like the, the time frame between Halloween and New Year's Day is like three weeks. And it's because of that. We have so much going on is why that happens. And a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress. And that ends up affecting people's driving. We've all heard uh, horrible stories about people losing loved ones during the holiday season. And, you know, I just want to take a moment to say this, and especially for new drivers, if you're a parent listening and you have a teenage driver, and you can go while you've got so much going on in your mind, you can see that stop sign or you can see that red light, but you don't see it. And you end up running those and causing a collision. So what I what I like to do in my mind, and I don't do it out loud, especially if there's somebody in the car because they think something's wrong with me. But when <laughs> I see that green light, that yellow light, or that red light, I say in my mind, and I say it three times, red, 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 green, green, green. That way I'm, I'm making sure my brain sees what my eyes are seeing, and that's going to help a lot in keeping you from running that 
running that stoplight. Hmm. So uh, just do that to yourself. Just say it a couple of times in your head. Make your brain understand what you're looking at. Because, again, when you're stressed and you've got everything else on your mind, sometimes you don't see what you see. Uh, and, and hopefully that will help. And also, when that light turns green, if you're sitting on that stop bar, again, for these new drivers especially, that doesn't mean just stomp on that gas. Give a second or two for that person that's about to run that red light. Give them a second or two to go through it so they don't hit you in the driver's door. So just because it turns green doesn't mean it's all, all clear all the time. You have to be a little defensive in your driving. So give it a couple of seconds, look both ways, and then proceed to the intersection. So I will tell you, uh, I don't think it's a story I've ever told on the air, but I'm alive because of that. Because uh, this was, you know, back in my yeah. college days, and I was I was at a red light. It was downtown. I had a, a friend of mine. She was in the car with me, and we were chatting and having a good time. And I always drove, I had a stick, and I was the kind of driver that would be ready to go. As, it's like, it's, it's a race car, right? As soon as, you know, I'm watching the cross lights, and when the cross lights turn yellow, I'm ready, I'm in gear, I'm going, clutch in, you know, goes green, clutch out, go. That's how I drove, okay? A terrible way to drive, but that is how I drove. And for whatever reason, I couldn't to this day tell you, other than maybe it was God, um, for whatever reason, on this particular day, at that particular light, I didn't do that. I was slow to the draw. The light turned green. I was lazy about it. And then I went and a drunk driver came across the intersection, destroyed my car. Uh, and, you know, he went to the he went to jail and uh, we got a new car. And but uh, n- neither of us were hurt. But if I had gone a tenth of a second earlier, I'd be dead. She might be dead. Because the drunk driver yeah, that happened all the time. Yeah. So I, I absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yep. I endorse that. You know, don't run right off the line and do watch. Because just because the light is red, it doesn't mean that it can't happen. You know, do pay attention to that cross traffic. You know, that's the, and, and the reminder to you that, you know, hey, make driving when you're driving the main thing you're doing, right? Instead of talking on the phone, listening to the radio. I mean, we're, we're captivating, but, you know, let's keep driving, driving. And, you know, that red, 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 green, 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 that's a, that's a useful way to make sure that that's in front of you all the time. Um, how many times... Does somebody does somebody get arrested or cited for drunk driving and say and legitimately mean, I thought I was fine to drive? All the time. And, you know, they've only had a couple of drinks. Um, but people, your body handles those drinks differently. The, mm-hmm. the smaller you are, the faster you get intoxicated, and the larger you are, the slower you do. But, um, yeah, it happens all the time. I thought that I was okay, but, you know, and you hear these ads all the time, buzz driving is drunk driving. Mm-hmm. Do yourself a favor, and if you're going to drink, don't drive at all. Don't worry about how much you've had. You don't have to worry that, about that so much if you're not planning on driving, and don't drive. A lot of people didn't plan on it, but they end up doing it because the first thing to go when you're drinking is your good decision-making. That's it. So uh, the and, best thing to do is, yeah, I was just, I'm just going to drive downtown and have a few drinks, and then I'll Uber home. No, 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 no. Leave the car at home, Uber downtown, and Uber back. That way, when your decision-making goes away, you still have to get into that Uber or another way home. And and also, I mean, the, 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 the loss of the ability to make good judgments is not just about when you're getting behind the car, the wheel of the car itself. It's about did you have the extra drink or two while you were there because you thought you were fine and it takes 15 minutes for that to kick in and then you're drunk behind the wheel. I mean, all of this stuff, it, it, it's exact. I'm just glad you're, you're talking about it because it's so important for people to understand how it happens. And people who are at risk have probably had it happen to them. And so what you're saying, what I'm saying, they've, they've experienced that and like, oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, well, act on what you know to be true. That's the real key. Hey, one, one last thing I wanted to get to before we get to our cop myth. Um, 
I learned something today I did not know. You and I were talking off the air, and you told me that people can report crimes online without having to call a police officer. Is that true? Yeah, minor crimes. So if it's a crime that has evidence, like somebody broke into your car, there may be uh, fingerprints. Those are t- those are type crimes we need officers there to process it, process that scene. But if someone took a bicycle off of your uh, front lawn or something like that, where there is no um, there is no evidence, then they can report that online. And and the thing about what we're seeing online with online reporting is a majority of what we're getting are calls that are, are incidents that happen in the county in Scambia County. So before you go online. Or, or to call the police, look at your trash can. If that trash can is black, it is the police department. It's PPD. Give us a call or go online and file that report. If it's green, then it's in the sheriff's department's jurisdiction. You know what You know what somebody should do is somebody should go to every house on the margins and just put a big old C or, well, I guess Escambia or Pensacola <laughs> over the front door. They should help not just the people who go by, but the people who live there. Because I think a lot of people don't realize it, which is understandable given how that line moves around. I, I totally get it. Hey, uh, we always like to end with a cop myth or a did you know. Do you have one for me today? Yeah, this is a little history about the PPD. And, uh, you know, from 1821 to 1855, the PPD grew from one constable to 16 police officers in addition to the sheriff's department, of course. When the new PPD was organized, they determined that a new attitude would be adopted, and with that, new rules and regulations. And some of them were established like this. One, officers could not sit while on duty. We're certainly glad that one's gone. Um, Number two, officers could not drink alcohol in the station. We think that's a pretty good idea, and and it still holds true today. Uh, Number three, officers had to be able to uh, read and write English. That also comes in handy. Uh, Number four, the more intelligent officers were stationed on the main streets. That one I'm going to leave alone. Um, number, <laughs> if you've number got a if you've got an off the beaten track, uh, you know, uh, route and <laughs> B, then yeah, you learn something. All right, go on. Yeah, and these came from uh, uh, Sergeant Mike Simmons, who is our historian. This this came from him. Um, and if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't know a lot about our history. But I digress. Uh, number five, an officer could use his club and pistol. Uh, only if he was protecting his life or someone showed resistance. And we're certainly glad that's changed. There's a lot of variables in there uh, that do not exist today. Uh, number six, an officer could not leave his beat unless he was transporting an arrestee to the station or for an emergency. That, that somewhat still is in existence. The officers uh, need to stay on their beat or are asked to unless uh, they have a reason to leave, like they're backing up another officer or something like that. Right. And then the last one, uh, officers could not visit bar rooms while on or off duty. That one is certainly gone because officers walk through bars constantly. The right. owners are glad to see us there. And, uh, yeah, we're certainly glad that that one's gone. So there's a little bit of history there of the Pensacola Police Department. A lot of that's changed, and some of it still stands today. Can I can I ask two questions? Uh, one is the no-sitting rule. Because, obviously, if you got time to uh, to sit, then you got time to go arrest somebody. I mean, clearly. Um, but the drink, it said no drinking in the station I am under the assumption that while on duty, no drinking, right? Yeah. Okay. But for some reason, back then, they had to make it clear that you couldn't do it in the station anymore, which <laughs> implies that at one, at one time you could. Hey, look, you so, know, um, we've yeah. all seen Mad Men, and we've all assumed yeah. what we know about police. So, I, you know, <laughs> that's I, I could see why maybe back in the day, you know, look, a lot of things were different then. Interesting list. Thank you for the, uh, the information. Mike Wood is a PIO, a public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Mike, as always, man, thank you for the time. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.
Most definitely. 549 on News Radio 92.3. If you've got an import, a BMW, Porsche, Mercedes, Genesis, Jaguar, Audi, Alexis, those are nicer cars. You spend a little bit more to get them. You might think, well, I've got to spend more to keep servicing them. I've got to go to the dealership. That's the only people who know how to take care of them. That's not true. Uh, Bobby Likas Auto Service, they work on these kind of cars all the time. And the advantage, I mean, aside from that you save money on the uh, the repair, but, uh, you know, it's right here local, so you save time. You don't have to drive to Destin or Mobile or wherever you happen to buy that car. Um, and they'll take care of it. No problem. Uh, same for your diesel engines. You might think, well, that's kind of a specialty item. Not everybody likes to work on those. And that might be true. Not everybody. But Bobby Likas, again, they work on those cars all the time. And, of course, yes, your domestic or your gas or your runaround, you know, whatever the case may be, anything, they work on it, no problem. You can either bring it in or you can check them out online. Their website is carclinicservice.com. And the philosophy there is kind of like a healthcare clinic for your car. Like you take your body into the doctor once a year, have them look it over, make sure everything's okay. You take your car into the car clinic service and the Bobby Likas Autos to have them look over to make sure that nothing is about to go wrong. Because it's the about to go wrong that they can avoid with preventative maintenance. That's their thing, preventative maintenance. Just check them out either online or just stop by. Bobby Likas Auto Service right here on Davis Highway. A lot of love goes into a Subaru, and thanks to the 2023 Subaru Share the Love event, a lot of love comes out, too. Right now, when you purchase or lease a new Subaru, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of four nationally recognized charities, the ASPCA, Make-A-Wish, Meals on Wheels, or the National Park Foundation. Or choose our local charity, the Pensacola Breast Cancer Association, and Anderson Subaru will donate an extra $150 to Subaru's donation. And for every routine Subaru vehicle service visit, Anderson Subaru will donate $5 more to the Pensacola Breast Cancer Association. So far, we've donated over $140,000 to help fight breast cancer in Pensacola. Be a part of something bigger at the Subaru Share the Love event, November 16th through January 2nd. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. $250 donation for new purchase or lease. Promotion ends January 2nd. See retailer or andersonsubaru.com slash share for details. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. Let's get to the points. MasterCard Reward Points from Pinair Credit Union. Open a new account today and you can earn 20,000 free reward points in the first 90 days. Use those points for travel, merchandise, even cash back. And with no hidden fees and no balance transfer fees, Pinair's Reward MasterCard fits you perfectly. Get started online at pinair.org slash credit cards. Subject to credit approval, terms and conditions may apply. Offer available on new accounts only. See website for details. The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like CMAX Materials, GE Wind Energy, Pensacola Bay Oysters, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. 
It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org. The Pensacola Expert Panel, Pep Talk 9 to 11, before Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. You smell what I smell? Smoke? Money. said goodbye to a former first lady, a former secretary of state, and the Supreme Court's first female justice. And also a guy who claims to be all three of those things. <laughs> George Santos <laughs> claiming to be Sandra Day O'Connor, claiming to be uh, Henry Kissinger, and claiming to be Rosalind Carter. <laughs> That's a pretty good joke. Uh, sad, because all three of them died last week, late last week on Friday. Sandra Day O'Connor, the first female Supreme Court justice. Former Representative George Santos, seen here swallowing evidence, <laughs> was expelled from Congress on Friday by a vote of 114 Shantae you stays. <laughs> to 311 sachet away. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty good. 5.54 on News Radio 92.3. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Well, a leading national health expert says the U.S. should have a more typical flu and virus season this winter. FDA Commissioner Dr. Scott Gottlieb was on CBS News. He says the level of RSV and flu cases is shrinking this year compared to epidemic numbers uh, in past years. And Gottlieb says that uh, young children and other adults have been especially vulnerable. He also says the number of COVID cases are down. I just just want to make sure I heard you right. RSV, flu, and COVID are all down and declining that's, the last year. That's what he says. Outstanding. Uh, Alaska Airlines is set to acquire Hawaiian Airlines for $1.9 billion. The airline companies announced the deal on Sunday. That'll take up to 18 months to be completed. And Andrew, you know you're not the only one that had some problems with FSU being excluded uh, from uh, the college football uh, playoffs. <laughs> Florida lawmakers want some answers, too. Senator Rick Scott wrote on X that he's infuriated by the illogical decision, and he's going to be demanding committee answers as to how that decision was made and what led to the outcome. Uh, State Senator Corey Simon accused ESPN and Disney of having a vested interest in the SEC participating in the playoffs, and uh, he he wrote that he thought lawsuits should be filed and uh, Democrat Congressman Jared Moskowitz says he is going to do a resolution condemning the NCAA's decision. Hey, I, look, they're not wrong. I mean, this was a ridiculous, outrageous decision. Uh, David, thanks so much for the update. Let me read you the statement from Mike Alford, uh, Vice President and Athletics Director, uh, Florida State University. The constant, just, I mean, it. There's a lot of long-winded explanations online about how wrong this is, and they're none of them are mistaken. The consequences of giving into a narrative of the moment are destructive, far-reaching, and permanent, not just for Florida State, but college football as a whole. The argument of whether a team is the most deserving or best is a false equivalence. It renders the season up to yesterday irrelevant and significantly damages the legitimacy of the college football playoff. The 2023 Florida State Seminoles are the epitome of a total team. 
To eliminate them from a chance to compete for a national championship is an unwarranted injustice that shows complete disregard and disrespect for their performance and accomplishments. It's unforgivable. The fact that this team has continued to close out victories in dominant fashion facing our current quarterback situation should have enhanced. I'm not a big fan of the all caps, you know, a little Trumpian for me, but okay, fine. Our case to get a playoff both earned on the field, birth earned on the field. Instead, the committee decided to elevate themselves and make history today by departing from what makes this sport great by excluding an undefeated Power 5 conference champion for the first time since the advent uh, of the BCS-CFP era that began 25 years ago. Um, for those who don't know, and I know this is, if, if you don't know this, all the rest of this probably doesn't resonate much with you either. Power 5 is, you know, uh, Pac-12, Big 10, um, SEC, ACC, and um, what is it, Big 12, I guess, for Texas and all those. Anyway, uh, it's the most important in terms of like quality of program teams in the nation other than some of the independents, but they're the, those are the, because also not only are you uh, the better teams, but they're playing against all the better teams all year long. Anyway, uh, wins matter. Losses matter. Those that compete in the arena know this. Those on the committee who also competed in the sport should have known this, uh, have forgotten it today. This changed the way they changed the way success is, is assessed in college football from a tangible metric, winning on the field. You know, wins matter. Wins are the only thing that matters, right? doesn't matter how much yards or how many plays or whatever. It's the wins that matter, right? To an intangible, subjective one, evidently predicting the future matters more. For many of us, today's decision by the committee has forever damaged the credibility of the institution that is the college football playoff. And saddest of all, it was self-inflicted. They chose predictive competitiveness over proven performance. That's the line right there. They chose predictive competitiveness, future capability of being good, versus proven performance, subjectivity over fact. They have become a committee of prognosticators. They have abandoned their responsibility by discarding their purpose to evaluate performance on the field. Our players, coaches, and fans, as well as those who love this sport, deserve better. The committee failed college football today. Agreed. Agreed. And I know there's a weird, like, cascade of who gets in and who doesn't get in. That's always the case when you have the four. That's why I am glad that they're moving to the, again, I think it's 12 next year. Um, But, you know, because, like, Texas beat Alabama. That's a big win. So if you let Alabama in, then why don't you let Georgia in, who only lost once to Alabama? I mean, you know, like all of those kinds of things. Well, the only right answer is you put Washington and you put Michigan in undefeated. And and Ohio State can make the same claim about Michigan, right? Um, And you put Florida State in, and then it doesn't really matter who the fourth team is. But Florida State has to be on that list. Period. End of discussion. This is obscene. Dependable traffic on the fives weekdays on News Radio 92.3 WNRP Golf Breeze Milton Pensacola.